You're listening to the Spa Strong Podcast, where we empower estheticians to become badass beauty CEOs and build profitable, thriving businesses. We're your hosts, Melissa Ellis, licensed master esthetician. And I'm Royal Ellis, former police officer. Together, we will help you achieve total aesthetics badassery. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with the other beauty professionals you know. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's do this shit. Hello, everyone. Welcome or welcome back to the Spa Strong Podcast. We're super excited to have you all with us. And I love what we're doing here today. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because Royal was making fun of me for singing Welcome to the Spa Strong Podcast, but I can't not sing it. I'm excited about it. So welcome to the Spa Strong Podcast. And we have an amazing guest with us today. I'm so thrilled for this episode. Um, but, but first, if you are loving the Spa Strong Podcast, then please subscribe, leave a review, tell your SD besties about it so that we can help empower more estheticians and spa owners in their beauty businesses. Now, today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Savannah Sanborn. Some of you may remember Savannah from a past episode that we had last year, but Savannah is the Spa Strong creative advisor. So basically she's the part of my brain that is needed in order to operate Spa Strong. And so <laughs> she helps with all kinds of things here within Spa Strong, whether it's content creation or planning events and new launches and things like that. Savannah, we're thrilled to have you with us today. How are you doing? Yay. I'm doing so good. Seriously, so excited. I can't wait to chat about what we're what our topic is today. I awesome. know. I'm so excited about it as well. Um, we came out we came up with this topic idea last week in one of our creative advisor meetings. And um I have been thinking about it so much ever since we discussed it. So today we want to talk about gratitude. Mm. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. I think it's something that we think about, we hear about, people are always like, show gratitude, but why and how, and how does it matter in your life and in your business to have gratitude and, you know, focus on that on a day-to-day basis. Um, so basically one of the reasons why I think it's important to talk about gratitude is we struggle in so many different aspects in day to day, whether it's like dealing with comparison or having tons and tons of stress in our lives or worrying about worst case scenarios or, um, struggling with perfectionism. Like what if I can't do this perfectly and how am I going to achieve my goals as business owners? These are all things that can bog us down, um, either one at a time or all at once. And something that helps us be able to kind of clear that fog is having an attitude of gratitude, which Mm, I think, well, I don't know if I love that an attitude of gratitude. It's a little bit cheesy, but having a focus on gratitude in your life really can help with these, you know, these issues that we deal with every day. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. It's a hard thing to do, like, especially in the business world and especially in this age of social media, I think that we almost get into a compulsive habit of just almost ignoring or discarding the things that we already have in our lives that are, you know, such a huge blessing or such a huge joy for us. Um, 
Like, you know, I just, I feel like we, and I think the most important thing is for business owners and people who are striving for success. And it was actually, um, you know, something I heard one of your fighter guys, McGregor, what's mm-hmm. his name? Yeah. Connor, Connor McGregor. Connor McGregor. Yeah. He's, he spoke on it. I saw a little Michael, I overheard him listening to a podcast where Connor McGregor says, if you don't start being grateful for the things that you have in your life now, when the success hits and the money hits and you know, the, the thing you always saw yourself wanting your whole life, when those things start rolling in, you're not going to have a practice of being able to acknowledge the things in your life. Mm. So, you know, you spent your whole life wanting the Ferrari or wanting whatever it is, but you never learned how to be grateful for the car that you could fill up with gas and that could get you from point A to point B. So how are you going to be able to be grateful for these huge flashy things that you thought you wanted your whole life? Yeah. I think that is so important to realize, like, and especially in this day of social media where we open up our phones and we're bombarded with things that other people have that we don't. Comparison. Exactly. That comparison and feeling like, oh my gosh, they're successful and they have all of these things. So that means in order for me to be successful, I have to have all of these things. So what I have now is not a representation of success. And therefore I'm not proud of it. I'm not grateful for it. And I'm not going to be satisfied until I get the Ferrari or the house or, you know, whatever. I don't think you'll ever accomplish or be successful at being grateful if you're focused on your external things. Um, Mm. I heard a story once about a billionaire that um, has everything, has been everywhere, tried every food, you know, has a private jet that can drop him off at any place in the world within, you know, just a few hours. And he's met all these people and done all these things. And, um, you know, he was talking to a friend who then told it to me, but he just said that like nothing excites me anymore. Nothing mm-hmm. has a sense of wonder anymore. Nothing has a sense of beauty anymore. So even if you, you know, all these people that you're comparing yourself to, like you get to that point where you always dreamed of going. And like I said, if you don't have that pattern of being grateful, like where's your sense of wonder, where's your sense of gratitude, where's your sense of just beauty that you have for the world if you have everything and you have everything within your fingertips and you never learn to be grateful for things when you had nothing like what what's the difference it's not about our external circumstances it's about our you know internal gratitude right absolutely so I think that that is such a sad story about that person because so many of us we look at it we're like if I had limitless money um, like billions of dollars. Oh, I would be, I would be so so grateful. I'd be so happy. I'd never take that for granted. But I think that, you know, we can't say this, you know, going back to what McGregor said, like, we can't say that if we're not being grateful for what we have now. And we can't say that if we don't continue to be grateful as we're living in the moment. So a lot of times we think, I will be grateful when I have the money and the boat and the car and all of that. But that's a lie. And, and yeah. Yeah. And there's Mm -hmm. no, first of all, there's no guarantee that you're even going to have tomorrow and the opportunity to receive those things anyway. So you're in a rat race with yourself, Uh huh. but nothing is guaranteed anyway. Right. So you're not going to take the time to smell the roses now, Mm -hmm. even if they aren't, 
what you'd imagine or what you'd have hoped. I mean, you have something. Yeah. And that's exactly right. And I know this is a little bit more existential, but I was watching some videos last night and one of them was a doctor who has worked in um, like urgent cares for a long time and has watched a lot of people, not urgent care, but um, has worked in like emergency room settings and has um, watched in like ICUs and has watched a lot of people on their deathbed, especially with COVID. And he says the mo- one of the most common things that people say on their deathbed is, I wish I would have seen what was right in front of me my whole life and spending so much, instead of spending so much time trying to obtain things that didn't matter. Mm. And imagine not realizing that until it's way too late to appreciate everything. Mm. Um, mm. And obviously I'm not perfect or anything, but I just, I just really try to internalize that idea of what you have now is enough and it is enough and you can still have that successful mindset and still be chasing your dreams and working hard and being at peace with the goodness that you have right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I am reading the the power of now by Eckhart Tolle and it's it's been a hard book for me to read because it is very very deep and I've had to do a lot of soul searching and it's literally taking me I'm not done with it yet. And it's taking me like a couple months to be able to process it all. But I mean, essentially it's this book about how you will not be whole unless you can be okay with exactly what is happening right now, rather than focusing on the past and how you wish you hadn't done X, Y, and Z, or that that person hadn't done X, Y, and Z to you and not, and also not looking at, I'll be happy when I'll be happy when I have these things, when I accomplish these things, but being able to feel whole and content with exactly what is going on in this moment. And I, I think you brought up such a good point, Savannah, that you can still have that entrepreneurial mindset and be setting goals for yourself and pushing yourself to do more. You can, you should still have revenue goals that you want to achieve that are beyond what you currently have because you're trying to grow your business. You're wanting to reach your full potential. The more money you're making, that hopefully means the more people you're helping. Right. Um, so there's nothing wrong with wanting to push yourself and build on your goals and, you know, upgrade your lifestyle or anything like that. As long as you don't have that attitude of what I have right now isn't enough. And that's why I want more. It needs to be an attitude of I'm grateful for what I have now. I'm grateful for the the things I've created for my life now, but I think that there's still opportunity for more and I'm going to invite that into my life. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think that the hard thing is, is we can, I think we can talk all day about like, this is how it's supposed to look. We, you know, but like, how, how do we have gratitude on a day-to-day basis? How do we take this idea that gratitude will make us feel more uplifted? How do we actually do it? Cause we wake up every day and I think that we can let a whole day pass us by without being intentional and seeing the things around us that are there for us to be grateful for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, you know, I always would read stuff that's like, if you need to have more gratitude in your life, you should make a list every morning or every night or both about five things you're grateful for or 10 things you're grateful for. And this is something that we've, you know, we've talked to Royal and I have done it in our own lives and seen like, 
okay, yeah, this is great. We talk to our clients about it. Like, oh, if you're struggling with comparison or whatever, you know, focus on gratitude, make your list every day of what you're grateful for. Yeah. But I was recently reading a book called Burnout by Emily Nagoski and uh, her sister, Amelia Nagoski. And it's basically about how we as women specifically need to complete the stress cycle in our lives so that we can not just eliminate the stressors from our lives, but also eliminate the stress that's built up due to those stressors. Uh, But they talk about gratitude and they talked about it from a different approach where they said, rather than writing down things that you're like things that you're grateful for, write down people you're grateful for. Mm. And they said, you know, when you're writing down things you're grateful for, for some people that works really well, but for others, they start feeling shame because they're like, I should be grateful for this, or I should be grateful for that. Or they're like, well, look at all these things I have and all the people in the world who don't have them. So shame on me for being unhappy. And they start kind of, um, berating themselves while making those yeah. gratitude lists. And I think that that's very real. Like I've found, I've found myself in those moments sometimes as well, where I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be grateful for this. So I'm going to write it down and I'm going to make myself be grateful for it because there are people in the world, like there was a time when I didn't even have that, you know, or whatever. But when you shift the focus from things that you have to people that you have, that allows you to have a much more, um, genuine and authentic, mm-hmm. um, moment of gratitude in your life because people are not things you don't own them. Um, right. but yeah. you're truly blessed by people and they have the choice to come into your life and be in your life and, you know, share wonderful things with you or the choice to leave. And so right. it's having people in your life that you're grateful for that's out of your control. And I think that it, it makes it that much more beautiful than things that you can like save your money for and go and buy and bring into your life on your own free will. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. And I think that there's just more concreteness and being grateful for people because that's another thing that a lot of people said on their deathbed is that I wish I would have spent more time investing in human connection mm. than investing in material possessions. Right. And like, it's just, why, why are we going to wait till we die to notice that? Um, another thing that I feel like is a good exercise to try, like, you know, you said like writing down people you're grateful for instead of writing down things, something I've been doing lately that I feel like has brought a lot of gratitude in my life. That's an actual like activity is I sit down and I think about in what ways am I living the life right now that I used to manifest or I used to pray for? And it's like, it's like four years ago. And I think about this with me and my husband, like I, all I wanted for myself four years ago was like a little house somewhere in the city where Michael and I could both work from home and just have a quiet, simple life together. And I realized the other day, I am living my dream right now. Like I am literally living what I used to pray for and what I used to constantly manifest. And yet there are still days where I feel ungrateful or I feel like, oh, I need more or I'm trying to manifest something else into my life. Instead of just like slowing down and being like, I'm sitting here in this beautiful, cute little home that I have. And and it looks different for everybody, but like I am literally living 
what Savannah four years ago wanted so badly. Mm-hmm. And if we don't take time to realize like how our prayers or a manifestation or whatever it is, how that's already been given to us. Like I said, it just goes back to that pattern. So that's an activity I would highly recommend to just kind of, you know, ground yourself in gratitude in your daily life. How does your life already look the way that you wish it would have? How have your prayers already been answered? Yeah. I love that. I think that that is so beautiful. Like I know Royal and me, sometimes something that we'll do is talk about, you know, just randomly be like, do you remember that little tiny first apartment that we lived in? Or do you remember that, that $500 car that you bought me after I was in my accident and had to lose my spa? Like it, you know, it is important to remember where you were and how far you've come. And I love that you, it's not even just how far you've come, but that you recognize that there are aspects of your life now that are the dream life that you four years ago were literally like, this would be my dream. Right. And something I just wanted so badly and it didn't, and it took me several weeks into living that dream life before I realized that I was living it and and of course everything isn't perfect I still have to like like right now Michael and I are arguing with the IRS all the time because these stupid bills that we have to pay like that wasn't part of my dream life right right but it's like but you understand that like and I know that we wanted to talk a little bit more about this as well but you I think when you have gratitude you understand that the good comes with the bad mm-hmm. and you can be grateful for that too Yeah, that's a really huge point to make that in order to have gratitude in your life, it doesn't mean that everything has to be perfect, that life is, you know, no problems, no stress, no bumps in the road, no opposition. No, there's always going to be these struggles, Mm -hmm. but it's a matter of being able to have gratitude even though you have problems and stressors or your business isn't going as well as you want it to, or, you know, you're having financial problems or relationship problems or anything going on in your life. Like it's always going to be something there is, there is always going to be something. Um, I just thought of this after what you said about the billionaire, I just thought a poor man is a billionaire when he, when he decides to have gratitude. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really though. And it's, it's like, it's really about, and something that I try to do to have gratitude. And I think that that relates to what you said is just like, it's really just about having intention in your life. You can let an entire day, like I said before, pass, pass you by and never notice the things that are around you, but you really have to be conscious and you have to be intentional. So that homeless man could say like, I have breath in my lungs and God gave me another day to wake up and smell fresh air and to be a person who can, you know, whatever. Whereas, you know, the billionaire might wake up and be like, wow, just another day full of things that I've already tried and experienced, you know? And so in that, in that way, he is a millionaire. And, and I really, honestly, I'm just such a huge fan of romanticizing my life. And since like five or six years ago, I really tried to get into the practice of romanticizing every little thing like there's this quote that I wrote down when I was literally 14 and I'm going to read it to you guys because I feel like it's had such a huge impact on my life Um, it says romanticize self-love 
Romanticize your fingers on your cheeks, massaging the day away. Romanticize your body, splayed out in the bed on Sunday afternoons, soaking up the sun, glistening like warm honey. Romanticize your hands, draped out of car windows, tickled by the gentle wind. Romanticized curtains flung open, you blasting every song that ever made you feel better, giving the neighbors a show they'll never forget. Romanticize cutting things, people, and experiences out of your life that make you feel less than complete. Romanticize feeling beautiful and affirming your beauty and admiring yourself in nearby mirrors. Romanticize the way you speak with prose draped around your neck and kindness dancing circles in your belly. Romanticize your talents, your identity, and the pieces of you that you could never live without. Say that you are proud, say that you are grateful, and say that you are inspires, inspiring. Romanticize you. And so I think that like everybody has that. I've always loved that quote because it's like, it really is about living with intention. It's waking up in the morning and noticing how the sun looks on your skin. And I know this goes back to being grateful for things and not people, but more than things, it's about you. It's about being grateful for how you interact with the earth and how you interact with being alive. And, you know, I had visited my grandma this last weekend and she, she made a comment about how every single day she wakes up and she thinks, how incredible is it that God gave me another day to breathe and to be here? And I know that, you know, Royal, you, you talked about this recently too, but like this whole idea that we have no guarantee of tomorrow. So why wouldn't we notice the way that the leaves catch the sunlight? Why wouldn't we notice the way that we feel when our, you know, our dog lies in our, on our lap and is breathing and just those things that just remind us that we're here and that we exist, like that's something I'm really passionate about. I love yeah. that so much. I think it it also goes into being grateful for the moments. Like we get so busy and wrapped up in our phones and our business goals and our clients and whatever drama we're choosing to follow in the world, you know, whatever it is, and that we do not notice these beautiful moments that you're describing. We, we completely take them for granted and don't pay attention to the fact that my dog is sitting on my lap and breathing right now. The sun is shining through my window. I have my SPF on, of course, everyone, but (laughs) I'm able to enjoy that warmth, right? Like we, how often do we stop and pay attention to those things? Or are we just stuck on our phone or stuck in the drama or being disappointed because that guy didn't call or, you know, whatever it yeah. is like, it's so true. Yeah. I know it's like a tragedy shouldn't have to happen for you to remember all the good things. Yes, mm. exactly. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like we shouldn't have to wait till we're on our deathbed dying of some illness or whatever to be like, Oh shoot. I wish I would have appreciated so much in my life that I did it. Exactly. Um, Gary, Gary V. Um, if you guys never heard of him, he's amazing. Um, follow him on Instagram. He's dope. He said one thing and he said, if you want to see and witness a bunch of regret, go to an old folks home. Mm-hmm. People that just regret and, and, and wish they could have, and, and wish they didn't and wish they would have talked to somebody more or anything like that. And like that, yeah. All that to say gratitude. Like, that's all he's saying. No, mm-hmm. really, though. Yeah. It's like, they spent so much time thinking, or even though just like, I, I feel like I spend so much time thinking about what I don't have. And there's a song by um, J. Cole called Love Yours. And it's like, funny, right? Because it's like a rap song. And it's, but it just, it's so poignant to me because it's like, 
love yours. If we spend so much time coveting others, whatever this, whatever it is that we're coveting or whatever it is that we wish we had, that we don't love ours. How much time do we spend in a day loving what is right in front of us? Right. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's so important. And I really love stoic philosophy. Um, I, uh, I love Sadika. I love Marcus Aurelius. I love anything Ryan Holiday ever wrote. Um, but one thing in stoic philosophy is this understanding and acceptance of the fact that you could die at any moment, nothing, no future moment is guaranteed to you at all. And so are you living this moment as if it is your last moment? And, you know, I've, I've had to talk to myself lately, like if I'm feeling stressed about things or upset about something and say, Melissa, if you get the next moment or the future or a year from now or 10 years from now, do you really want to look back on your life and see that that thing or that you know, whatever robbed you of joy in those moments. Right. Like this is, you know, and I know that hard things happen and that we need to grieve or deal with them. And there, there is stress. Like that's real. I'm not saying that if you're grateful, right. you're not going to have any problems. You're, oh, you're not going to have... be scared or worried or anything like that anymore. Yeah. You're already promised with a bunch of shit days as soon as you're born. Yeah. That's right. guaranteed. Right. You know, but the thing is, are you giving those negative aspects more airtime than they really need? Like, do you want to let the negative things in your life take over your life? Or do you want to deal with them as, as they come while still allowing yourself to focus on the good things and be grateful for what you do have? Like, like you were saying, Royal, um, you're still going to have rough times. You're still going to have struggles, but that doesn't mean you can't be grateful for the beauty in your life at the same time. And I think gratitude isn't a solution to bad times. It's not like, Oh, your mom passed away. We'll just be grateful for your dad. Like it doesn't work that way. And it's not transferable in that way, but it's more about, Oh, your mom passed away. Like, we're going to grieve and we're going to give space for those feelings inside of us. But we're also going to remember all the things that we like the times we spent with our mother and the moments where we saw her smile and the way that, you know, her cooking made us feel or whatever it is. And it's about combining gratitude with wholeness. Mm-hmm. And um, it's this idea that, and I, I always, I grew up in a really um, conservative religion and gratitude was used as more of a weapon than it was as a peacemaking tool. I feel as though um, a lot of times when I was a kid, I was told, you know, write down five things you're grateful for, but the result of that wasn't supposed to be so you can, you know, see the goodness in your life. And so you can grow and, and appreciate things. It was so you can stop being sad. Mm. And it was just this rejection of sadness or the rejection of, Oh, I don't want to feel anything. So I'm just going to write down five things I'm grateful for. So I can ignore what's going on. And, you know, it's just, I think that if we, and this is kind of a side tangent, but it's just like a friendly reminder that like gratitude shouldn't be used as a tool to block out negative, like so-called harder experiences in our life. It's not about like, as soon as you experience pain, you go, okay, quick, move on, cheer up. Like we're going to ignore this. Um, and I think we can contribute both gratitude and pain 
and joy all contribute to us and our wholeness as a person. Yeah. I kind of think of it as like, maybe, maybe this is just me, but like, if I'm really upset about something, I want to go and get in my bed and be in my bed with like my big fluffy pillow and my big fluffy comforter and kind of wrap myself up. And yes, I'm still upset about whatever it was that like happened or what, you know, whatever. But I have that comfort with me that just like helps Mm -hmm. ease it a little bit. It doesn't take it away, but it helps me just feel a little more peace, a little more um, comforted, a little more in control. And gratitude can kind of be like you getting inside of your bed doesn't eliminate the issue, but maybe it helps you cope with it a little bit better. Maybe it helps give you just like a little more grounding, a little more peace so that you can get through it a little bit easier. Love that. Yeah. I think um, choosing to focus on things, people, experiences, moments, memories that you're grateful for is such a better use of your time than dwelling on what you don't have, what you haven't experienced. And I mean, obviously, again, we're business coaches. We want you to have goals. We want you to strive to grow your business if that's what you want. Um, so, you know, there may be things that you think of, I don't have that yet. And that motivates me and that propels me forward. And if that's how you can think of it, like, great. But if thinking about things you don't have yet kind of shrinks you and makes you feel less than, or like, you'll never be enough to have those things, then stop focusing on that and focus on the beauty in what you do have and who you have in your life. And I just, you know, going back to focusing on the people you're grateful for. Um, I recently had an experience where there was somebody who did something really, really kind and wonderful for, for me and for Royal. And, um, you know, for a couple of weeks, I would talk to Royal and I'd be like, how do I show my gratitude to this person? Um, should I send her a thank you card? Should I send her flowers? Should I just send her a text message or a DM or something like that? And Royal was like, why don't you call her? And that was a very hard thing for me to do because verbalizing to someone your gratitude for them, like that takes a lot of vulnerability, but I'm so grateful that I put on my big girl panties and I had a conversation, like a FaceTime conversation with this person and said all of those things about them that I was grateful for, because not only did that increase the gratitude that I had, I'm sure that it was like so special for her to be able to hear about how she impacted my life. Right. So when we have this gratitude for things like I'm grateful I have an iPhone because it helps make my life easier in a lot of ways. It is, makes things more efficient, blah, 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 blah. blah. But I'm not going to be like, thank you, iPhone. I appreciate you. You're so wonderful. And like the iPhone doesn't care. Um, but when, when you have gratitude for people and you share that gratitude with others, that blesses your life and it blesses theirs. And you know, when you, when you have those moments of like uplifting other people, I mean, I don't know. I just, you know what I'm saying? Like it just, 
intensifies the gratitude in your own life. It uplifts you. It uplifts them. Like it increases the vibrations in your life that invite more positivity and more love and more opportunities to be grateful as well. Oh, absolutely. And there's another quote that I heard that was something along the lines of what if I told you that instead of spending all of your energy chasing these things that you want, you spent more energy focusing on the beauty of the things that you already have. And like, what if I told you if, you know, that's, that's you signifying to the universe that you're ready for more of those things. Mm -hmm. You know, when you spend and you focus, you say, this is goodness in my life. Can't believe that I have so much, so much the universe, you know, and I firmly believe in those good vibrations, the universe thing, you know, whether it's, you know, you believe in God or whatever, it's just this idea that you invite more goodness when you focus on goodness. Mm -hmm. And that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Savannah, this has been such an amazing conversation. Uh, Just to kind of wrap up, I don't know if y'all have any final thoughts, but I, I really want to encourage you listening to this to focus on some people, you know, some things, maybe some people, some moments, some experiences that you're grateful for. And if you, you know, if you want to share that gratitude with those people, I think that that might be a really powerful experience for you or both of them, or if anything, just write down why you're grateful for that person and keep that for yourself. Um, but I also think it's a good idea to do the exercise that Savannah, you recommended of thinking back and saying, okay, at what point was what I have now my dream life? You know, for you, it was Savannah four years ago. And now you're like, I have the dream life of that version of me. Right. Right. Yeah. So for those of y'all who are listening, Definitely recommend taking some time to do some of these activities and um, just invite gratitude into your life. Again, it's not meant to solve your problems or Savannah, like you said, be used as a weapon. Like we focus on gratitude to eliminate the sadness or fear or anything like that, but use it as that, you know, that blanket, that comforter that can help you be able to maybe get through some of these harder times. But, um, Again, Savannah, this has just been so wonderful. Thank you for taking the time to prepare for this conversation and to share your insight. I think pretty much anything you say is extremely valuable. And I'm just so grateful that you were here to talk about this with our amazing estheticians and spa owners. Thank you so much. I I had such a good time. Thanks for having me. Of Of course. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here with us. And we'll see you in the next episode.